0: Welcome, everyone, live from Braidbook College in Melbourne, Australia. You're listening to Braidbook Live on Live FM. I'm your host, Carla, and my co co-host, my hosts are Najat, Ray, Lena, and Jesse. Today's show, I'd like to welcome my special guest, Lisa Tran, a former Braidbook College student and currently a physiotherapist. Ph- yeah, physiotherapist and a, the director of primal physiotherapy. How are you, Lisa? Yeah, I'm really good. How are you guys? I'm good, thank you. Good. Yeah, Lisa, can you tell us about what exactly a physiotherapist does?
1: Yeah, that's probably a a really common question that we get and probably the hardest question to answer because the scope of what a physio does is really big, Um, but essentially what I do is I'm a private practice physio. So we see a lot of clients who get sports injuries, uh, we see a lot of clients with disabilities, fractures, post-hospital, post-surgery. So we actually essentially rehab people back to uh, a really positive quality of life. Uh, You know, ensuring that they're reaching their goals, they're able to do things that they want to do in life. So it's a very rewarding career. Uh, That's physio in a nutshell, but I guess uh, if we were to dive deep into it, it'll probably take me hours (laughs) to answer the question. So that is physio in a nutshell, is to help people get back to what they want to do in life.
0: That's really cool and interesting. Um, Something I'm curious about is, what's your motivation behind creating your own business? Like what helped you thrive?
1: So uh, I'd probably say when I first started Physio in my first year as a new grad, um, I, I worked at a private practice which was essentially really small. And they didn't have a lot of resources in terms of what they were able to offer people. So my second role was actually in a bigger company where I helped them to uh, educate young physios into the industry. And I thought maybe my impact was still a little bit too small in in that sense. And what really started it was uh, actually my partner. So my partner and I, we uh, go to a local gym uh, down in Braybrook. And we walked past a vacancy right next to the gym. And my partner just looked at me. and said, "You know, you really love what you do. You enjoy every single aspect of it. Why not make a bigger impact by creating something where, you know, essentially you can spread a positive message to, you know, all the young physios out there that no matter how small they are, they can make a big impact um, as long as they can believe in themselves and what they do." So that was the spark of creating a business. I wouldn't say um, it was the intention, but... It was a good thing it turned out that way. That's good to hear. Hi, my name is Ray, And I was wondering um, if there was a time when you felt like giving up on your business? Oh, definitely, during COVID. (laughs) Um, I think COVID really tested me as a person. Um, You know, I think me as a person, I put everyone first. And COVID really enhanced that. I think during COVID it was tough for everyone, but particularly business owners where you really have to sacrifice everything that you 've got in order to keep jobs for everyone in order to make sure that everyone uh, that works for you is, is happy and you know, content and they 're well looked after and you know sometimes it, it gets to a point late at night where You've done a full day of work, and you know COVID's around, and it's messing up with everything that you're planning. I think that was a, a really tough uh, time for us, but you know, you only have a little moment of giving up, and then you have to reflect on the fact that you've built something so great that you have to get over it pretty quickly, and then move on. So I think you know, in life, you should only have a small glimpse of giving up, and it's okay to feel like that. Uh, But the important thing is that you understand how to overcome it. Um, And I think that's probably a trait that I learnt over COVID.
0: Hey, Lisa. My name's Jesse. I was just wondering, how did you decide to become a physiotherapist? And what do you find most rewarding about your work in the field?
1: Uh, I actually wanted to become a physio very early on. Uh, Probably when I was about 12 or 13 years old, actually. Um, I'm a massive fan of cricket. So there was a... uh, there was a cricket series, The Ashes. I don't know if you guys follow cricket. You might not, but The Ashes is between uh, Australia and England. And one of my favourite players got injured during the series. And there was a press conference with the physio. So when I watched that press conference, the physio was talking about how he's going to rehab my favourite player back to playing cricket. Um, and from there, I said, you know, one day I'm going to rehab my favourite cricket player. And that's how it started. But then I think everything that I did during high school just really enhanced uh, my passion for for what I wanted to do. So I really enjoy sports. I love uh, science. I hate maths. So it meant that I'm not gonna become a doctor. So physio was the the route for me. Um, And I did a a career subject when I was in year nine. So that allowed me to uh, explore a lot of how to get into physio, uh, what physios actually do. And then, you know, when it hit year 11 and 12, it allowed me to pick the subjects that I really enjoyed doing. Um, and I got very lucky in, in terms of doing well in them. Um, and that's how, yeah, the, the pathway of physio started. It started very young, but then I think I was exposed to the right people, you know, uh, the PE teachers in particular, who encouraged me to go down, you know, a certain pathway. And yeah, here I am today.
0: That's great. Thank you for sharing. Yep. My name is Lena, and my question for you is, was this always your dream career or did it change over time? And if so, why did it change?
1: Yeah. Um, I would probably say it's my dream career, but what it looks like has probably changed over time. So I think when I started uh, physio, obviously always wanted to be a physio. I think now I've been in the industry probably almost, oh gosh, I think maybe eight years I've been a physio and definitely you transition in and out of different types of physio. When I was young, I wanted to be a sports physio. Um, But now that I've got a lot of experience under my belt, I deal with a lot of people who've had strokes, for example. Um, I deal with uh, a lot of kids who have autism, so I do physio for them as well. So yeah, definitely the the types of clients that I see are really different. so in, in terms of that question, it changes over time, and I think it's okay to, to you know go through those changes, but it, it aligns well with you know how much experience I've gained over time and sort of what my thought processes are. So I think now I'm heading towards more like an education pathway in physio hoping to be able to spread uh, the message and you know be able to um, instill passion into young physios to yeah really go out there and chase whatever dream it is that they're after. Thank you. As a business owner how do you maintain a healthy work-life balance? Good question. It's tough. (laughs) I probably say my first year of uh, business I was working from about 6 a.m. till 10 p.m. at night and we actually had the clinic open from those times because you know We just didn't really know what times people were after. It was only me working in the business. So my first two years was really um, about investing all of my time. So I actually had no work-life balance at all. But I think it's a sacrifice that you have to make in order to achieve what you want to achieve. And I, I guarantee if you ask any business owner, they will probably say the same thing. But once you put in the hard work, then you'll be able to reap the rewards from it and the reward for me now is time to be able to do stuff like what I'm doing today. Um, So now I definitely have a much better work life balance but I think if I didn't work hard for those first couple of years I wouldn't be able to have that work life balance. but you know, I'm, I'm back to playing soccer on the weekends, I play futsal and, uh, you know, in, on the weeknights. I get time to catch up with my family, I get time to see people um, that I love to see. And you know, it's, uh, it's about being able to understand that there's a give and take in everything that we do. So if we really want something, we have to be able to know that a dedication of time is needed. Um, same with you guys when you study. You know, if we want a certain score, we want to get into a university, it doesn't just come to us. Unfortunately, we have to put the work in. But once you put the work in, you get what you're after, um, you can then sort of enjoy it, you know, and, and celebrate the, the work that you have put in. So yeah, no work-life balance for the first two years, but I'd probably say I have more time than <laughs> I would like now. Mm-hmm.
0: Can you tell us about any future plans or projects you have in mind, either as a director or as an educator?
1: Uh, so for Primal, uh, we opened two new clinics this year. So i probably say uh, no more new clinics for at least the next year or so. Um, what I'm working on at the moment uh, is with uh, actually Victorian University, who's just down the road. So they've got a uh, new physio course that's just opened uh, in the past couple of years. So with the new physio course at Victoria University um, they're actually all about making sure that people in the western suburbs can actually access uh, you know healthcare uh, especially those that are non-English speaking backgrounds so I'm working more in the education space at the moment being able to help um, you know Victoria University connect with uh, different healthcare providers in the western suburbs to be able to provide you know, quality healthcare for those that you know, have just settled in Australia, for example, or English isn't their first language. So uh, the major project I'm working on is more so with Victoria University. Um, and then uh, with Primal Physio, I think that's just gonna be on the back burner for now. Um, yeah, and, and until we sort of get a little bit more uh, sort of ideas as to where we can take Primal.
0: Yeah if you're just tuning in now, you're listening to Playbook Live on Live FM, live from Playbook College, Melbourne, Australia. My name is Carla and my co-hosts are Najat, Ray, Lena and Lee- Jesse. Our special guest today is Lisa Chan. Hi, I'm Najat. Uh what do you think is fundamental for running a successful business? And did you anticipate the growth of your business?
1: Um so fundamentals. Uh I'll talk about it in two parts. So I think the first thing that's important is personal traits. Um, I think tenacity, being able to push through any adva- uh, adversity is, is really important. Um, and I learned that very early on as a, a youngster. You know, if, let's say for example, you might not have Um, In sport might not have won a game that you should have won, being able to reflect back on that and and push through for the next time. So I think tenacity is an important personal trait to have. Um, Passion in anything that you do is really important because on days that you don't want to do something, um, passion will always uh, prevail. Um, And I think the last thing is being open to reflection. And I think over the years of owning a business, I'm not afraid to admit when I've made mistakes, Um, but when I do make mistakes, I understand that it's my, um, you know, I have to make sure that I fix those mistakes and ensure that I put in the systems and and the steps to not make that mistake again. So I think those are personal traits and, you know, it's something that I've gotten better as I've gotten, gotten older, I guess. Um, And what was the second part to
0: the question? Um, Did you ever anticipate the growth of your business?
1: Um, No. (laughs) I don't think anyone going into business, or some people might, but I don't think, um, you know, a girl from the Western suburbs uh, would ever anticipate the growth um, of a business but I was really lucky to have uh, my partner who comes from a business background to be able to help push me into that direction and and you know be able to share um, his knowledge and I've been very lucky to have um, a couple of my really good friends jump on board with us um, and the trust and the loyalty that I have from those couple of good people have allowed me to then make those steps for the business so no I didn't anticipate it to be Um, where it is today, but I think when it comes down to it, if people see that you really enjoy something that you do, you naturally gravitate and attract really good people to your business. And then at the end of the day, you know, we're in a business where we're helping people. So when people see the results, you know, they're able to achieve what they want to achieve. I think that in itself is a, a really natural way to grow a business.
0: Yep, thank you. Yeah, no problem. Did you purposely choose the location of Pymoor in between <laughs> in between Dermot Gym and a Child Play Center? Uh, yes.
1: Um, so like I said, Derrick Gym I was actually a, a receptionist and personal trainer at Derramit Gym. So uh, when I was a physio student, I worked there for a, quite a long time, probably about you know, four years. Um, so as soon as I graduated from Braybrook, I worked at um, Derramit Gym casually. So I've always been sort of around that scene. But um, when you've got Derramit Gym, where people you know, go to the gym, they get hurt, it's convenient to have a physio clinic next door. Um, and then we've got Rabbit Hole, uh, who's like like a childcare centre, I guess you could say, um, on the other side of us. So uh, when parents, you know, have to pick up their kids and they complain of bad backs, you know, we're next door to them mm-hmm. as well. So it's, uh, you know, everything is very strategic, but I think, um, you know, if you, uh, what's the saying? If you fail to plan, you're planning to fail. So, you know, everything has to have a good plan in place in order for it to succeed. So, yeah, it was a purposely made decision um, so that we could give ourselves the best opportunity to actually be able to kickstart a business
0: from there. Yeah, so what advice would you give on young adults and teens on how to build your own business?
1: Yeah. Um, I think if you're... You know, let's say you've graduated from high school and I I understand not... I was very lucky in that I knew what I wanted to do, but I also understand that not many people will graduate and feel that way. Um, But, you know, it's important that everything that you do in your life, whether it's a casual job, whether it's a, you know, part-time job, or whether it's a job that you're not sure where it's going to take you, um, put in 100% because you never know where it will take you. And I think that's the most important thing for me was everything that I did in my life, regardless of whether it was a small um, small thing, uh, a career, or what I'm doing today, I'm putting in 100% because, well, I don't know if there's gonna be a positive outcome from there or not. But if I don't try, then I'll never know. So I think the, the main advice I could give is, yeah, everything that you guys do is put 100% in, there's no harm in doing it. And if you don't get an outcome from it, it's okay. As long as you know and understand that you've put your all into it. Um, and if it doesn't take you where you need to take, it doesn't matter. You know, As long as you're happy with the effort that you've put in yourself, I think that's probably the most important thing. So regardless of whether you find your passion or not, um, the work ethic and the amount of work that you guys put into whatever it really is that you guys do is probably the most important thing because it will take you somewhere. don't know where yet, but it, it will always be a positive outcome from there.
0: So I think that's my major <laughs> advice. All right, that's all for t- today. Thank you, Lisa, for taking your time out of our day to come join us. No worries. I wish you the best of luck to grow your business. Um, Live from Baybook College, Melbourne Australia, you're listening to BayBook Live on Live FM. I'm your host, Carla, and joined with Najat, Ray, Lena and Jesse. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you have found the information today useful. Until next time, have a great day.